Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and Dagger. I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy, let's go! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The podcast that broadcasts into space, regardless of the fact that no one can hear you in space. That's Simone LaRue. And that's Chad Echoitz. Chad, I want to personally apologize for this week. <laughs> okay, um, wh- why is that? <laughs> You presented me with some fine options last week, (laughs) some doable options, and I heard Dracula 3000, and my dumb brain was like, that's the one. (laughs) And then I have obviously since watched Dracula 3000, and I can only apologize that I did that to you. To be honest with you, I am still in the doghouse uh, for, for making you watch Cats. So I am I I think uh, you have a couple okay. of these uh, upper ground high ground kind of things to to go <laughs> through. You could you could we could suffer a couple Dracula three thousands before I can be mad I mean, at you. I don't know because when I hurt you, I also hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. That is the other thing that we need to remember about thing. this is any any punishment that you in, in, inflict upon the other person is an immediate penance because you have to suffer through it. But weirdly enough, not the worst film that we've ever seen. I actually, you know, there were parts of Dracula nope. 3000 which are redeemable. Not a lot. Not a lot. I'm interested to hear those. <laughs> but yeah, weird week for Space Week. Uh, I guess it also, I think it could mm. would kind of describe mm. the feeling of being in space. Just this grueling onslaught of nothingness and just this mm. vapid expanse of meaningless mm. nonsense. Yes? Yes. You know what? Every now and again, we come up with a theme and the two movies we pick, there's no real rhyme or reason. Um, so they end up being really weird episodes, and they don't get a lot of listens. And I think this is just going to be one of those episodes, and that's okay. That's very true. We do, we never play to the algorithm. We do what makes us happy, and I think that's what makes us one mm-hmm. of the you know pluckiest of podcasts. Maybe not the most so professional, plucky. or the most you know well listened, or the most sort of frequented, Mm-mm. but plucky definitely. That is what we are. Mm. Mm. Um, So you guys know which one of the movies that we're doing this week, which is Dracula 3000. But the other movie that we are going to be doing is Planet 51. So just such diametrically opposed movies. Just unbelievably Mm. couldn't be of two. Yes, quite different. But but still joined together through the genre of space. How magical. Just by us. No one else (laughs) would ever have shoved these movies into an episode together. But here we are, professional podcasters. (laughs) Making it happen. Yeah, I would love to see the kind of family that would listen, that would watch these two movies in mm. in sort of the space of even of a week, um, let alone like sort of a month. Like you'd obviously have to have like young kids to watch Planet Fifty One. But what kind of sort of sort of self respecting adult yeah, would can't watch show... Dracula Three Thousand? You, you can't show Dracula Three Thousand to kids either. At first, I was gonna say like, oh, it's not that bad, but like, no, oh, some of that dialogue Oof. is rough yeah yeah it, and and to be fair like i think it came out in 2002 as well so it's like right in that sweet spot where where no one gives an absolute shit about you know Mm-mm. you know treating people with decorum and you know just being decent human beings or writing a good movie yeah or, <laughs> or writing a good movie well let's get into it but before we do uh what are you drinking this week simone 
I'm taking it real easy, ending off, we're recording this at the end of the long weekend, mm-hmm. uh, ending off with a nice castle light. Ah, lovely. That's yeah. so, so nice. Do you remember, there was that one time, I think you were there when we were discussing it, and I was talking about, I think I was I was driving that one night, and um, we, we were talking about sort of, you know, what what one singular drink I should have, and I, I, I went for, you know, a, a castle light, thinking that it, the light part was about the beer, like the alcohol in it not no. the calorie count yeah yeah so you got drunk huh yeah yeah as per usual you know like you're yeah. like a dumb dumb bitch yeah. that i am apparently i don't know if that's universal but like the spelling is how it indicates it so the fact that it's l-i-t-e mm-hmm. means it's light in calories or right. if it were l-i-g-h-t then it would be low alcohol oh that's very interesting I don't know if that is universal, yeah, but so that's that's a, that's like a convention for beers. That's very clever. I like that. That's quite sensible. You know, at least it, it, it creates enough of a difference that smart people, not including myself, would know the difference and choose the right beer. <laughs> but it's also just like just check the bottle. It takes like four seconds to find out the percentage of something. Oh, that is so exhausting already. Like you said that mm, sentence, and yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Well, this week I am drinking a vodka diet coke, so it is it is my turn to go first, which I'm actually okay, very suburban excited mom. about. You know what? All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going through a weird phase of drinks right now. Last week we had the Caroline. Mm. This time we've got the suburban mom, mm-hmm. which I mean, before we started the podcast, we were discussing how sort of that would definitely be my aesthetic. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the pioneer woman. All you want is to be a suburban trophy wife oh, in the south. God. That'd be incredible. Could you imagine? I am so good at ironing, Simone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right. So, should I tell you about Planet Fifty One? Please tell me all about Planet Fifty One because I was looking at my phone for most of this movie. How dare you? This movie was fantastic, and we're gonna fight. I can feel it. I can feel it in my yeah, bones. Yeah. Look, this was this episode was doomed from the start. <laughs> Hey Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. Mm -hmm. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate even. Oh. Uh, And all you have to do is, in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month. What would you say to that? You mean that I don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend? Not at all. They will do this for you. This company, this magical place that creates this crate of loot, a loot crate even, <laughs> uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money. How magical is that? That sounds too magical. And what if I added to the deal? What if I were a proper salesman and I said to you, if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot crates that you so wished. Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, and you'll get that 15% off. That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you? So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. 
All right, Lem, voiced by Justin Long, is finally getting his life together. He's doing really well in school, and he's just secured a job as an assistant curator at the planetarium. He is also falling for a girl who has, who also surprisingly has feelings for him. Her name is Nira, voiced by Jessica Biel. This is until one day when an alien spaceship crashes onto their planet. The joke here is that the spaceship is a ship from Earth and the pilot, human. But to Lem and all the other people of his world, this is an alien spaceship. Things are further exacerbated because this planet has a very strong aversion to aliens, believing that they are all hostile and will turn everyone into zombies. So, when this ship lands, everyone starts freaking out. That's when we meet the pilot, Captain Charles T. Baker, voiced by Dwayne Johnson. He is terrified because he's th- he thought this planet was uninhibited, uninhabited, but it turns out that there are loads of life forms who have developed a prosperous society. Those life forms also want to hunt him down and dissect him to see how his anatomy works. So, while Captain Baker is hiding and trying to avoid detection, the military is on a manhunt, led by General Grawl, voiced by Gary Oldman, and a mad scientist, uh, Professor Kipple, voiced by John Cleese. That's when Captain Barker runs into Lem. The typical freakout things happen, but when the two finally calm down, they realize that the best thing for everyone is for Captain uh, Barker to return to his ship and fly home. The issue here is that uh, is that he has less than 48 hours to do so, or his ship will leave without him. To make things worse, the command module would, uh, which would take hi- him to his ship is being heavily guarded by General Grawl and his men. Lots of shenanigans ensue, Lem and Captain Barker realize that they have more in common than they originally thought, and they help each other grow. Unfortunately, General Grawl is able to capture Captain Barker, and Professor Kipple decides to dissect the captain. Lem and his friends launch a rescue uh, plan and are able to save Captain Barker. They blow up the military base and get the captain back to his ship just in time to get him back to Earth. Lem's life finally goes back to normal and him and Nira live happily ever after. The end. What is your cliffhanger? So it was really tough because this movie is a non-event. It is white rice. Mm. But it would have to be this one. Lem? You're looking right at my home. See that star, the little red one? Circling that star is a planet called Earth. Uh, It's about 20 billion miles away, give or take. There's no way space is that big. What? Are you kidding? There's billions of galaxies, and each galaxy has billions of stars. Next to that kid, our planets are just dust in the wind. So... Nothing I knew was right. Uh, Come on, you knew about Nira. Uh, I mean, look at her. Lose the antenna, get some plastic surgery. She's a hottie. I don't have the right stuff like you. Kid. I never had the right stuff. I'm a button pusher. Spam in a can. I don't even fly the ship. It's all automatic. I only got this far on charm and my rugged good looks. You risked everything to help a stranger from another world. You're the one with the right stuff. And you know what? I love manufactured feelings like this because it has nothing to do with the movie, but let's just throw it in. 
Mm. Yeah, I oh, I cuz I was very um optimistic when we started the what, the movie and like mm-hmm. there are all these famous names involved so I was like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be cool." Like Gary Oldman, John mm-hmm. Cleese. We have found that Gary Oldman is actually not an indicator of quality at all. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's very he's just done a lot of quantity. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's he's proper Nicolas Cage this and we yeah. just thought that he was brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, it's um I think the problem with this movie is it doesn't have a message. Like, it's not trying to say anything. Mm. Maybe mm. there was, like, a bit of an allegory for, like, accepting people who are different to you or giving people who are different yeah. to you a chance. But, like, you know, obviously, like, the switcheroo that, like, mm. oh, it's the human that's the alien. Like, that actually didn't work then. No. Because it was just like, oh, these aliens are so silly. Haha, <laughs> Humans would never kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So it almost absolves people of tra- having to learn any lesson from this. Lem kind of grows, but not really. Like, his life was fine, and then it gets disrupted, and then he fixes it, and then it's fine again. Yeah. And all that's happened is he now has a deeper interest in outer space, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that was kind of the message, was just, like, <sighs> we we don't know everything, and we should be open to things. But that's never mm. really... I, I, I guess it's never really been sort of Earth's problem. Like, we're not a culture or a society yeah. that's just refusing to learn. Like, there are individuals who just, like, yeah. switch off to, like, learning new things and everything. But it's not the vast majority of us. Um, yeah. So it was a really weird message to have. You're, you're, you're so right. And the gimmick of it being flipped around that these aliens and the human is the alien, etc., etc., like you said, is also lost because they get, they are given immediate human qualities. It is the 50s but on an alien planet. Yeah. So so it's completely, like, just null and void. It's just humans, but they're green and have weird names. Yeah. That's it. I, I, like, I mean, I feel like there are so many different opportunities that could have happened with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it's, like, an allegory for colonialism <laughs> and he did the exact right thing that white people are supposed to do is just, like, show up and be like, oh, you guys are already sorted out. Like, maybe we'll shoot some emails back and forth, but I'm just gonna head back. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> How... Hey. Like I feel like maybe that's that's <laughs> the lesson is colonialism is bad. That is that is what we could take away from this wonderful DreamWorks production is yeah. that colonialism is bad. I, I like that a lot. Could you imagine how much better the world would be if if just the the English and the Dutch settlers just like landed on the Cape and were like, oh shit, yeah, you guys are fine. Okay. Oh my god. Sorry. So sorry. Okay, uh, we're gonna set up some ports, but, like, you yeah. guys do your own thing. We can like, vibe. We can... Like, this isn't an issue. <laughs> we can establish trades without <laughs> oppressing a whole people and claiming land for our own. See, a, a good vibe check would have been so necessary back in colonial days. <laughs> not, okay, this is not a vibe. That's fine. We'll get out of here. Uh, mm. If only vibes had been created Whoops. back in the back in the 17 and 1600s. Yeah, if only they oh, knew about fools. vibes. That was the real problem. <laughs> We've solved it. We've solved racism today. <laughs> and through the guise of Planet 51, no less. Which, which, Yeah, thank you, Planet 51. You did it. So this is technically the best movie of all time because it's it helped us solve oh, raci- racism. That's oh, what we're God. saying, correct? Uh... So, I mean, this is also, you know, following on from a Dwayne The Rock Johnson week, it's interesting to see... Dwayne yeah. in yet another film yeah, of this sneak, kind. He snuck in there. Yeah, yeah. I was reading up on this, and so he really didn't want to do this movie purely because he wasn't a voice actor, and so he kind of felt yeah. really uncomfortable with that fact. It's hard. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a completely different medium than acting. So he 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 was very keen on not doing it, and then he got, and then he he was just like he read the script and he was like, oh, this is funny, so I'll do it. Which uh-huh. is, I mean, a little bit worrying about what The Rock finds, you know, funny. But we'll we'll funny. leave that. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't um, touch it. It's okay. We won't touch it. And um and then and then he did it, and then he was mad again because none of the other people were voice actors. As well, yeah, and so like couldn't critique him or anything. So he was he was in a oh, very weird so place with this movie. He wanted it to be like a learning experience for himself. Like he wanted to yeah. like network and grow with other voice actors, and then like fucking Justin Long and Jessica Biel showed up, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, yeah. It's like being invited to a party where you're told like one friend is definitely going to be there, and you know no one else. And then when you get there, yeah. that friend is not there, and all of it is terrible. <sighs> Yeah, God, that's a very good way of putting it. And now I have anxiety uh, just <laughs> <from> imagining it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could hook the rock up with our good friend David Alt. I'm sure David would be more than happy to show Dwayne the ropes. Yes, yes. I don't. I think the... the rock would be a great horror voice actor. He has that could nice, deep, resonant voice. Yes, yes. That would actually be very, very cool. And not just as like the protagonist, as like the bad guy, as the villain, mm, which is yeah. something we don't you see very what? often. I know he doesn't go for villainous roles because he's got a brand, but he'd be mm-hmm. a very good yeah, villain. Very, very good villain. Well, I mean, Black Adam's coming out pretty soon, and apparently, sort of, that's True. very anti-hero. So, very you know, but they always make them a little sympathetic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you enjoy about this film? Because this is what we're about. Try and pull something out of the. The, the deluge. Well, I wondered, like, they were clearly making a lot of references to the 60s, right? Like, that yeah. was the, the vibe. And then there's, like, this whole hippie movement. Yes. I was very curious about that because until the alien arrives, you're not quite sure what the movement is about. <laughs> like, what are they? Yeah, they're just generally annoyed by things, yeah. I guess. Which, like, same. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but then I was like, oh, are they going to have, like, some fake administration that people are protesting against? Like, yeah, like a Nixon type. Is the president going to get assassinated? Like, yeah. Are we going to get reagan like i don't know yeah yeah it was really <laughs> like, where strange. are we is lyndon b johnson the fr- <laughs> like what are we doing someone's gonna be like your history is really flawed your timeline is off and that's valid hey hey um, don't don't come for simone on this because you know what very much like gary oldman she just shotgunned this approach you know, she... <laughs> i just mentioned like a bunch of american presidents and I was you know like, exactly one of them's rights <laughs> exactly you threw presidents at a wall one of them will stick come for us <laughs> that's correct you know what american <laughs> listeners if i don't know why we're taking such a hostile stance but if you can name more than three south african presidents and one of them isn't mandela then you can yeah. attack simone then you can attack thank Simone. thank you mm. thank you <laughs> But yeah, no, you're very, very right. And and seeing that it was in the 60s, like, I was, like, really sort of anxious and, and sort of, like, on edge of whether they're going to, like, bring up racial injustice. Because, I mean, yeah. that's kind of the thing. Seems kind right? of ripe for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially being an alien movie. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God, are they going to... Are they going to yeah. do Jim Crow, but, like, a weird version? And yeah. luckily well, for a kids' movement, uh, kids' movie, they avoided it. But I don't know. Also, I just feel like, you know, if they wanted to have a message, like if they wanted to be a Pixar movie about it, like mm-hmm. there were so many opportunities for them to like have a strong stance and have a message mm-hmm. about acceptance, about uh, 
overcoming differences yeah. about colonialism <laughs> um and they yeah. just like decided not to go with any of that yeah yeah it was it was weird because like like with my my clip hanger as well like they didn't mention sort of anything about you know accepting our differences and whatever like you say which is it feels like that would should be the main message it was more about just having the right stuff and the courage but to be fair, like, Justin Long's character, Lem, was just trying to get back to his normal life. Like, he didn't actually give a shit yeah. about, like, doing the right he thing. He didn't really lack that much courage. Like, he needed a confidence boost, but what 17-year-old doesn't? Exactly. And he he was on the verge of asking Jessica Biel out. He just got distracted by things. So he would have asked her out eventually, and it would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a very strange message, and yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I enjoyed it for the colors. I enjoyed it for, like, the themes. I think, cute. you know, I seeing... I like the cute little Mars rover that was running around. Oh, my God. Very good. Yes. Yes, he was, he was a good boy. Mm-hmm. And also the little dog, little little yeah. alien, you know, xenomorph-like dog. He was really fun as well. I think that's what this movie is good for, is, like, the little bits like that. Like, yeah. the little jokes little within things. Little character designs. And... Yeah. 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 But if if it just, like, lost the overall feeling and, and, and message of the film... So, do you have a scene that could have saved this? Like, anything in particular? No, nothing in particular, to be honest. Like, for <laughs> me, it's a it's a back to the drawing board. Like, you've got your character design sorted, yeah. but now, like, you need a plot, guys. Yeah, no, completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decide what you're going to say and then write the story around that. <laughs> Stick the landing. <laughs> You know? (laughs) What about you? Um, I really kind of just wanted more of a character development for um, General Graw and the professor. Mm. Like, you know, at the end, obviously, the captain saves um, General Graw's life. And General Graw's like, oh, okay, I guess we're cool now. But it just, it feels really like force. It was like, okay, we got two minutes left at the end. Now we're going to have some sort of development of character. It would have been cool if like halfway through he was like, wait, hold on. This just doesn't. You know, we, I've got no evidence that this guy is actually a bad guy. Like, why am I being like this? Mm. And, you know, that sort of development I think would have been cool. And it would have been good for kids, kids to see, I guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, and would you watch this again? I mean, I've watched it before. Yeah. And I enjoyed it before. But now taking sort of a more critical stance of it, yeah. probably not. You know, I mean, there are much better animated movies out there. I mean, I watched Trek 1 and 2 again last nice. night. Nice. And you know what? It, it still holds up. It holds uh, up so you know, well. And... and it, it's great. So so why sort of waste your time? Yeah. I think see it if you've yeah. got the time, but don't don't go out and look for it. Yeah. How about you? What do you think? Would you watch it again? Honestly, I barely watched it the first time, like I said. Like <laughs> I could literally and that's like kind of bad, right? Like I was literally scrolling Reddit mm. the whole time I watched the movie mm. and I was able to keep up with everything that was happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of it is very much that sort of Charlie's Angels problem that we have going from scene to scene with nothing actually happening. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, there's no like emotional nuance to like kind of draw you in, right? You're just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Even like doing that now. Yeah, even like the conflict between Nira and Lem, it's just, it's forced, you know, and it just feels (sighs) gross. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for going on this journey with me, um, you, you know, through through the outer space, which is only 500 miles mm. long, according to Planet 51. Yeah. And now I am ready to talk with you about Dracula 3000. I am so excited okay, let's, for this. Okay, uh, let's head on over to the Carpathian star system. I'm so ready for this. The definition of a cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. As we binged our favorite Netflix series and slayed our toughest bosses in a video game, 
we began to wonder about these creatures that appeared and stoked our imagination. What was the inspiration for the Demogorgon, or the Dementor? Well, my name is Dave, and with my co-host Austin, we bring you the Cryptic Cast. Every other Wednesday, we will bring you some information about our favorite modern cryptid. From TV to movies to video games, we explore nerd culture through the lens of extensively suspicious knowledge in cryptozoology. Find us on your favorite podcast service under the name The Cryptid Cast. And follow us on social media at The underscore Cryptid Cast. Come join the growing community of Cryptomania. Luckily, it's a nice small cast. That's that's cool. It's a very uh, contained mm, mm. Uh, production. <laughs> so, a ship flying through space headed up by Captain Abraham Van Helsing, played by Casper Van Dien. Uh, he and his crew are sca- space scavengers, and they have gotten a hint about a ship in the Carpathian star system that is headed towards Earth but seems to be largely abandoned. So they want to get a hold of it before the authorities can so that they can, like, scavenge. Uh, his crew consists of Aurora Ash, played by Erica Eleniak. She is the... Um, super hot first mate and she's super ambitious there is 187 played by coolio he (laughs) is a crew member but also kind of a stoner so he's like a little bit useless and kind of a dick there's Mm. mina murray played by alexandra kemp she is an intern from the space academy who kind of studied navigation but apparently she's like not that great at it but she works for free so and then there is arthur the Professor Holmwood, played by Grant Swanby. He is supposed to be a super genius. He's not actually that smart. Right. He just thinks he is. Um, and he's wheelchair-bound. And there is Humvee, played by Tom Lister Jr., or Tiny Lister. Uh, he's kind of the muscle of the crew. He keeps everyone going, not the brightest. <laughs> okay. So... They get on the ship, stuff immediately starts getting really weird. After some exploring, they find a dead body. It is the body of Captain Varna, played by Udo Kier. Um, and they're, like, trying to figure out, like, what's been happening. They stumble on a bunch of coffins. They think maybe there's, like, some cool loot hidden in the coffins. They don't find anything. But 197 cuts his hand. This draws out Count Orlock slash Count Dracula, who feasts on 187 and turns him into... A vampire! Uh, (laughs) The rest of the movie is basically the crew trying to, like, figure out what's happening, figuring out what's happening, being like, oh, it's weird that, like, Dracula's old enemy was Van Helsing and your name is Van Helsing. Dracula had not made that connection, (laughs) but it's okay because uh, Captain Van Helsing very helpfully fills him in and Dracula's like, cool, so I'll just kill you now and basically they're trying to stop (laughs) the the thing from reaching earth so like they change the the direction of the thing to like some other star system but then because he desperately wants to escape his disability the professor changes it back and then gets killed long story short everyone gets turned into vampires and or killed off except for ash uh aurora ash uh, who it turns out was actually a robot spy for the Space Confederation the whole time. So that's why Dracula can't drink Outrageous. her blood because she doesn't 
have any, and Humvee, who has survived purely by dumb luck. <laughs> and, you know, staying sequestered in rooms as often as possible. Yeah, yeah, uh, he locks doors, and that kind of keeps him alive. The two of them realize <laughs> that the ship that they're on is headed for a certain destruction, uh, so they go off to have sex, and uh, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Thank you. The end. So what is your cliffhanger for this one? Good lord. Good luck with this. Oh, it's definitely this one where they're looking at the bite marks on uh, Coolio's uh-huh. neck. And uh, uh-huh. it's like, oh, bite? Like, the guy's just being really dumb. He's like, yeah, <laughs> a bite. see me? Have a look at his neck, Captain. What are they? Well, they aren't three bites. Well, they are bites. Bites? Puncture wounds are definitely teeth. Teeth? Incisors. Big ones. Are you sure? Someone him? Something. Never said the teeth were human. Oh, with teeth or some shit? And it's just like, (laughs) the whole first three quarters of this movie is just like painful dialogue as everybody tries to figure out what's going on. And it's not even good dialogue. It's incredible. It's so much fun to listen to them talk about, like, especially, like, when they talk about religion and stuff, and they're just like, are you talking about that weird plus sign? Yeah. And it's like... It's called a crucifix. And then, and then, and then the one person's like, what's God? Oh, and, like, I feel fuck. like they were trying to be, like, edgy oh, as fuck, yeah. and then it was just awful. I, I just, I don't understand this society, right? So, obviously, religion's been outlawed yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason there is a full compendium in history of vampires yeah. and that kind of folklore. That's well, fine that to keep around. that was on the ship's but... logs, Chad. Because obviously the first oh, thing sorry. you do when you get a spaceship as Count Dracula slash Orlock for some fucking reason <laughs> um, is you're like, oh, let me just quickly fill in the logs. Just get all my history into the ship. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, t- you gotta spend your time doing something when, you know, you're on a long space voyage. So I guess you just put down your whole history. Yeah. yeah. Which is really lovely. Um, Yeah, okay. So this movie was definitely something. Yes. I really enjoyed Humvee, not for his character, because his character was awful, but for the actor, because he was the... Yeah, he He played it very well. Yeah, he's the same guy who played the guy in The Dark Knight Rises, who takes the bomb detonator off of the the, the ship captain. Yeah. And throws it in the water. Yeah, deep dive. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. He he really pulled himself up and 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 got through some weird movies to get into Dark Knight. And initially, I was also like, oh, you know, it's so shitty that they wrote like the other black characters, like the stoner, mm-hmm. gross, pervy, kind of useless one. But mm-hmm. like, Coolio is clearly the most famous person. <laughs> In that movie. Yeah. So I have to imagine that he had a lot of say in the role that he played. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I, well, I'm just wondering, like, how much of that he was like, oh, this will be, like, so funny if I talk about masturbating to the first mate. 
in outer space. Like that'll that'll show everyone how evil <laughs> my character is. Yeah, and and I mean it goes it also goes with his whole backstory in the fact that like the reason he's called 187 is because that's supposed to be his IQ because he's a genius but because he yeah. smokes so much. And I get I get like like what you say with it being Coolio, he obviously was like I want to be also, smart I but be also cool. I know for a fact I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, then they bury the lead because they've obviously got Captain Van Helsing and then the other crew member, Amina Murray. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, this is going to come into play. This is, like, a weird ancestral thing. Like, they were drawn yeah, there. Yeah. But it's, like, total coincidence. And Dracula does not give a shit. No, not even a little bit. Like, that is the funniest no. scene where when Van Helsing approaches him and he's just like, hey, my name's Van Helsing. And, and Dracula's just like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Cool. I really don't. <laughs> I'm still gonna eat you. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) You had, like, that was the great thing about it. Like, there was no, I guess, like, what I enjoyed about Van Helsing, which we have, in fact, done on this podcast with um, One of my favorite movies of all time. Brilliant. Is the fact, like, they did, like, a kind of similar thing, and I I hate to put the two movies in, like, the same category, Mm. but Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing, he didn't know the history and, like, the the sort of, you know, ancestral locking in that Van Helsing and Dracula have, Mm. but then they just, like, kind of completely poo on it on this one, and they're just like, yeah, Van Helsing, his name is Van Helsing, and we're gonna do nothing with it. It would have been cool in that scene if he had just been, like, gotten, like, flashbacks of, like, his ancestors kicking ass, but no. You know, like... Something, something like, <laughs> uh, and then so then the Mina Murray character. I don't know. You can tell me if this is mean, if I'm mm-hmm. being like ageist or anything. But like they keep saying that she's an intern and she's really young, uh-huh. and they even give her pigtails. And the actress is clearly in her late thirties. Yes, no, like you're very clearly. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, she's she's porn young. Yeah, you know, it's it's the same it's the same thing you get in porn when they say they're eighteen and they're actually twenty six. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying grown women can wear pigtails or anything like that but it was just like so forced and the actress was having mm-hmm, none mm-hmm. of it either like she didn't act young in the slightest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no she was a grown-ass woman and it was a weird choice and i think it would have been a really interesting take i obviously it was it was early 2000s so we can't really you know critique them for for not being ahead of the times but it would have been really funny if she had been 30 yeah. and been an intern and it would have just been very yeah. much like our lives in the 2020s around. like that would Fuck have been a yeah, really girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she was, she was like an investment yeah. banker for years, and then she was like, "Fuck that noise," and then she just decided to be an intern again because yeah, that's what she really enjoyed. Cool story. Yeah, for space pirates. Also, that in itself is a fucking yeah. cool premise. Space pirates run into Dracula. This should have been the coolest movie of all time. Yeah, it should have. It could have, but apparently the budget. <laughs> I have to imagine that like. of their budget went to just paying for Coolio. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He was the highest paid actor. I would be surprised if anyone, you know, even got paid. I mean, it also goes to the fact, like, Dracula's costume was just so on point. You know what? That actor playing Dracula (laughs) did the most, though. Like, he was really trying. He put some thought and effort into that role. Mm -hmm. His accent was beautiful. Um, He really had a presence. It's just a shame that the script and everything else... Oh man. Let him down. Let him down so badly. What I also love is this movie was 120, uh, sorry, an hour and 20 minutes. And I would say a good 30% of it was shots of them opening coffins. Yep. There was a lot of time spent opening coffins, which was 
exhausting but i guess you just need it to make the runtime you know even enough to make this a feature and then the movie just ends like they go off to have sex and then it just ends (laughs) and then like obviously there are the more problematic elements like how the the women just get sexually harassed Mm -hmm. constantly yeah. Mainly by the black characters, which in itself, like, oh, not amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that the wheelchair-bound character, he uh, is all about his disability, and he's willing to, like, betray everybody and the whole human race just so he could potentially walk again, <laughs> which, like, I don't love. And yeah. I know that's really bad representation for, um, like, disabled no. people. Like, they're... <laughs> I actually don't think about their disability yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's not their defining characteristic as yeah. as this movie would like them to believe, which is yeah. 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 That ending scene was the funniest of all time though because she like I knew it was coming the second she was like <sighs> I wasn't always a, a spy bot and I was like, "Yep, she's a pleasure bot. They're going to have sex now." Like yeah. it was so obvious to come and I was just like and then she was a pleasure bot. Pleasure bot. Why? Mm-hmm. Do we do this? Like, I know it's it's happening. And I mean, right now there are, you know, Japanese companies that are making, you know, realistic life sex dolls that are, you All know, robotic. Kinds of companies, not just Japanese. I mean, let's not. Well, there you go. There you go. So, like, <laughs> it's it's a horrible thing. But why do we human like this? Like, we, we are capable of so many amazing things. But this is what we do. I don't understand I, us. Th- these are questions I'm not qualified to answer. I... <laughs> God, I hated her story arc so much. Like, they really did. She was like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, how do you know all this information about Dracula? And she's like, you told me. <laughs> it's like, wait, so like, what did that scene yes. look like? Because it sort of ends off where he's like lunging mm. towards her neck. Does he like hit cold steel? And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, hey, I have a couple questions. And he's like, cool, shoot. And then like, she's like, okay, thanks so much for chatting to me. Like, on your way to kill my friends. Yeah. I'm going to just go report back. And he was like, great. Go go for it. Yeah. It was a very, very weird scene. It would have been, I think that would have been a nice extra 10 minutes for us to see. You know, just this lovely scene of Dracula just explaining himself. (laughs) Sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's moving his big ruffle coat around, his big cloak. Mm. And, you know, she's like a bit cold, even though she's an android. And he like puts it around her. And it's like kind of just lovely. Because you know Dracula's going to be sweet. Yeah. Like he didn't decide to destroy her, which he could have very easily done. He's Dracula. Oh, yeah. You could have ripped her robot head off. Exactly. But he didn't. Instead, he (laughs) gives her his story and sends her on her way to tell her friends. Perfect. (laughs) He even like, I know I get the point of, like the whole you know person in a wheelchair like betraying the human race and but he was like dracula's just like oh i could give you your 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 legs back if you wanted you just have to kind of become wasn't a that a lie though didn't they find him like under the desk unable to walk oh well it was the whole that also really annoyed me that scene because he's like stumped over like in his in his in his uh yeah. wheelchair and what's her face just stabs him in the back and then his bit is over like he's dead now that's done it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. sensible. Like, we would do that. As horror movie yeah, yeah, yeah. aficionados, we would have done that. But that's real life. That's not what we want for our movies. We want our protagonists to be dumb as fuck. Yeah, just like, hey, are you okay, man? Are you then, okay? <laughs> You're eaten. acting really strange. Yeah, yeah. Typical, I've been bitten by a zombie, but I don't want to tell anyone yeah. behavior. Yes. But we get none of that. How, like... How do you feel in yourself having watched this? Like, are you happy that you've seen this film? Not really, because, like, it wasn't even fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus kind of levels of fun. No, or, like, it took itself stripper. a little too seriously. Except yeah. Coolio. Coolio was having a really fun time, you could tell, because, like, once he was a vampire, he's, like, jumping around and yeah. he's, like, crouching and he's yeah. like, Gah! Gah! <laughs> 
That's that scene where... He was having a great time. Yeah, he's waiting outside the room and he's, like, on the roof. Yeah, yeah. This was a movie for Coolio, made by Coolio, without (laughs) doubt. Yeah. (laughs) So, what's your scene that could have saved this one? Um, I mean, look. (laughs) Um, For me, though, there's, like, this whole... There's that whole introduction bit where he, like, introduces the whole crew. Uh And it's very... It's very... Suicide Squad, right? Like, yeah. it shows their little ship profiles and yeah. whatever, and he's explaining the different people. And you know I hate that, because it's, it's so worst. lazy. It's very, very like, lazy. It, don't just tell me the character's ambitious. Like, it's actually made pretty clear throughout the movie that uh-huh. she's ambitious, and it's made that pretty clear that Mina's kind of dumb, and 187's kind of a stoner. Like, there is no point to having that in. Yeah. <laughs> the writers could have had, like, a little more confidence in themselves not that much more but like a little more where they didn't need to like lean on that crutch you know yeah exactly exactly no you're so right it's it like it felt like the opening scene to like a, a 90s video game yes yes sort of like i'm chuck and this is what i yeah. do and don't you come at me yeah and this is what happens if you pick this character these are their stats <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're so, so very right. It was really fun as well. Like, I don't know about your copy, but the copy that I got was in French um, yes. in terms of, like, the words. So it was yeah. really fun to try and, like, dissect their mm. their sort of, like, bios from French. I did enjoy that. That was a that was an interesting... Yeah, interesting it's been take. a minute since high school French, yeah. so... Yeah. Oof, that was that was memories. <sighs> For me, like, like you said, it just took itself way too seriously, and I just wanted them to lean in. Just... Fucking yeah. go for it. Balls it's silly. To the wall. It's Dracula in yes. space. Why is he there? Yeah, like even just change the name. Dracula versus the Space Pirates. And then we go Excellent. nuts. Outstanding. Go just, you know, this giant black man being Humvee, just like trying to punch his way out mm. of the situation. The sexy robots being way too sexy. Make them pleasure bots. Let's like just, just stop with all of this and just <laughs> really lean in. Go way too hard. And yeah. I would have been really happy with this movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. They just yeah. could have been fun with it. Exactly. Exactly. So, would you watch this again? I know the no. answer, but no. Uh, yeah, this was a tough one. Um, and like I said, I apologize. Would you watch this again? Oh, God, no. God, no. <laughs> the only saving grace for this film is the fact that it is one hour and 20 minutes long. That is enough. It is mercifully yeah. short. Yeah. Shockingly short. Like, I looked up and I was like, oh, are we done? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> It was so weird. Like when they were like, cool. oh, oh, we've got 13 hours to the nearest sun, you know, to kill everyone. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. movie is going to go on for forever. And then suddenly it's just like, yeah. oh, let's go have sex. And we're done. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you for sparing me the time, I guess. I've gotten no closure. That didn't feel like the <laughs> beginning, middle or end of a story. No. But you know what? We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just go about your day. It's fantastic. It's an unsatisfactory meal. You just finish it and you're just like, well, I guess I'm nourished, but I'm not happy about it. Why was he called Count Orlock? What was the point? Because they're immediately what? like, oh, or Dracula. And it's like, so. Yeah. So why? Who's Orlock? <laughs> what was the point of this? <laughs> why? why have you done this? Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Look, I'm glad that we have this podcast for us, that we get to, you know, watch these movies. I'm pretty sure the director got, like, a ping <laughs> on his computer when we downloaded this yeah. movie. That it was just like, oh my god, someone's watching this. How crazy. It's been Is this six the Renaissance? years. <laughs> Is it going to become a cult favorite? <laughs> yeah, they're hoping for a, for a, um, a the, the room type situation mm. where this just becomes that cult classic. Oh, and I hope so. I hope it happens after this podcast. Guys, if you're listening to us, all, all of our listeners, go out and watch Dracula no 3000. Guys. 
No, just don't. do it. Just Sadly. help, help, help the director. Come on, let him, let him have this warmth. That's I, all. I, yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, space week is over. We can return to Earth. Ugh. You know, safe and sound. Safe I learned a very interesting sound. fact this week, actually, about space and the, the effects it has on the human body. It actually sort of causes the heart muscle to atrophy because it's got like no gravity and doesn't have to like right. pump your body, blood around so hard. The, the the left ventricle actually sort of starts to shrink. Ah. Uh, obviously, not a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's an effect of that yeah. weightlessness, which is with very your, uh, interesting. your bone density as well, right? Also, because your yeah. bones aren't supporting you. Yeah, exactly. That's why astronauts have to do a lot of training while they're on the ship just to try and keep their density up a bit. Yeah, exactly. It's it's quite scary actually. I mean, I know, you know, we're we're a race destined for 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 the stars, but the stars don't want us. The stars want us to stay on the planet. No. <laughs> I'm not sure I want the stars to be honest, Chad. Are you are you scared for Draculas out in space? You know what? I'm not about space travel. Like Oh, really? It's just um there are lots. I like traveling. I like exploring. I like the world. Space travel is just not on my bucket list. I mean, really? I know that eventually we'll all have to evacuate to whatever planet we've terraformed, but I assume the rich elites are going to manage that well before I ever get a ticket, you know? <laughs> so, like, ah, I was born on this earth. I will die on this earth, you know? Wow. Okay. That's really interesting. I thought you would have been the first on the on the plane somehow. On the, Why? On the... Space is cold. <laughs> Yeah, but it's space. There's nothing to do. You're just on a ship. Have you ever been on a cruise and like there are like one or two days on the cruise where you're not stopping in a port, so you're just like on the ship? It doesn't matter how fucking fun they make that cruise ship. You're just like, oh my god, kill me. Right, okay, I haven't experienced that. Maybe I should do that before I think about space travel. Yeah, I would say let's start <laughs> with a cruise and then work your way up to space travel. Okay, okay. It's a little... Little, little, yeah. little morsel, little taste. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. That'll be on my bucket list before I go into space, I guess. <laughs> be on a boring ass cruise um my other question for you was okay aliens land on earth they come out the ship what is the first podcast they're gonna listen to what is what is the podcast that you're giving them and being like hey y'all's gotta listen to this oh god oh god obviously ours but apart from ours yeah the thing is i listen to so many like negative podcasts i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe you like want to clue them in right like maybe you want uh uh like Stuff you should know. Like, that would be a good one to show them, right? Ooh, or, um, okay. Oh, God. I mean, I don't want to give them, like, a Dan Carlin one, because they're just going to know that we're bastards. Yeah. Or, like, cereal oh, of This American Life. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? They're just, like, seeking justice for, um, for, for, Sadiq Khan, uh, for, for, for an, an unsaid. That would be so funny. They just come down and be like, you guys really fucked him over, didn't nah, you? Nah, the aliens are going to be like, he fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the war begins. Oh, my God. The podcast war. That's how we start it. Oh, oh my God. Sarah Koenig, what have you done? What have you done? You did this to us. Um, so my, immediately thought, my, my, my immediate thought was either Over the Road, which is a, a podcast just about 18-wheeler trucks and, like, the oh, drivers. Fun. Which is nice. just like it's a delightful story. That good. Or, of course, my brother, my brother and me, because you can't go wrong with a little bit of comedy. May I also offer no such thing as a fish. Yes, yes, that's a good way to find delightful. out. Yeah. Factual. Yeah. Yeah. Useless facts. They would not be able to use them to navigate human society at all. But maybe that's what we want. Maybe we don't want to give them all our secrets. No, no, exactly. You have a good point there. Yeah, keep them in the dark, but like in yeah, the just fun dark. useless shit. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, yeah. I like that. All right, that's yeah. how we keep our control over the aliens. <laughs>
Awesome. Awesome. All right, Simone. So what is your gratitude for this week? I just had the loveliest Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I think back (laughs) this time a year ago, um, (laughs) I was really bummed because obviously, you know, we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And uh, Rudy and I ended up building like a tent in the house just to like feel something. Yeah. It was very cute. <laughs> but it's been cool to be able to see people this year. Two of my dearest friends got engaged, yeah, yeah. which was so nice. That's I'm huge. I'm so excited for them. That made me very happy. That's so cute. And yeah, it was just cool being able to like cook good food and chat to people and like go to bed with a food baby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just it was really really pleasant. Aww. So I'm just really grateful that things are a little bit more back to normal mm-hmm. and that I have such lovely people in my life. Yeah, that's so nice. Including you, your patient self when I was like, hey, <laughs> we actually need to postpone. <laughs> hey, you know how this 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 relationship is you're the rock star and I'm the admin. That's how we roll. No, and I love it. Ridiculous. I love it. I don't want it any other way. I want you drunk <laughs> showing up to the podcast six hours late and me having to like oh, spoon feed you water. That's what I want. <laughs> What's your gratitude? Okay, so it's going to sound like I'm an alien. So I just want to make you abundantly aware that I'm not an alien or from the 1500s. But my gratitude this week is that we have microwaves. Like, a microwave is a fucking cool thing. And, like, I love sort of just thinking about these kind of things. And, like, we have the power to heat and cook food almost instantly that would have taken our ancestors. You know, they wouldn't even be able to do that because it just wouldn't work. That is fucking cool. And I'm just really grateful to live in a time where microwaves exist. Fuck yeah. Well said. That is very cool. Yeah, Yeah, no, I get that. Coincidentally, two weeks ago, our microwave broke and I had to spend like two days without one and I almost died. That sounds horrible. But yeah, yeah. But like, I was just really thinking about it this week and I was just like, yeah, microwaves are actually fucking Hmm. badass. Yeah, definitely. I mean, leftovers... Bam, warm like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you going to do with, like, leftover fish if you can't reheat it? Like, then you die. Then you can get food poisoning and die. So, you know, thank God for microwaves. Thank you. Thank you for saving us on those leftovers, microwaves. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, microwaves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So on that really weird gratitude, what are we going to do next week? Chad, I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw you a lifeline after this week. Oh, yeah? Okay. We haven't done this in a while. Okay. But it is one of our favorite genres. Uh-huh. Cheerleading movies. Yes! Love it. All about it. Yes. So excited. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What cheerleading movies are we gonna do? I'm so, so ready got for this. Two lined up. Mm-hmm. I have got uh the latest Bring It On movie, which came out in 2017. Ooh. It's called Bring It On Worldwide Hashtag Cheer Smack. <gasps> it's got a hashtag in the title. Yeah. That's all I want in life. And fun fact, my sister's actually an extra in that. So you can see her. She's ah. on one of the cheer teams. Oh, fantastic. I'm so excited to see your sister in this. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so we have a celebrity connection. Yeah, we do. Big <gasps> Maybe we should back. ask her if she wants to come on. Yeah, do it. Do it. See if she wants to come yeah. on. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Kay. I'm happy to Fair like, move schedule. Fair warning to our... Fair warning to our listeners, my sister and I sound exactly the same, so it's going to be a super fun episode for you guys to decipher. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should um, say your name before you speak. Just, like, have a buzzer and just, like, Simone. Um, cheer smack, and then fired up. Oh, my God. Is that, is that, has, has it reached a level? It did poorly. I checked. That's incredible, because that's the thing. That's why I love um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, is because of the fact that, like, I've checked fired up consistently over the years that we've been doing this podcast, waiting for the day that we can do it again. 
Mm. And it has finally come to it the time right. where we can do it. I'm so ready. Fired Up is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I'm super God, excited. I hope it holds up. It will I'm not. I'm really scared. I'm really scared it's not going to hold up, right? It's a little pervy. It's not. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm a little scared, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. And uh, let us know what you feel about space travel. Are you up for it? Do you know what someone's talking about in terms of cruises? Are they boring as fuck? Or are you going to be fine on a ship, you know, for nine months to Mars? Let us know. And where can they do that? Uh, they can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast. They can tweet all their space experiences at us at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us longer form stories and videos at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. If Buzz Aldrin listens to this podcast and he just sends us a video of him. I would just be <gasps> Buzz, so happy. Buzz, Buzz don't. Buzz. Buzz, I'll cry. <laughs> and as we say at the end of every episode, we, we love, love you, you and there's, there's nothing, nothing you can, you can do, do about, about it. it. Goodbye. Bye.